Hey guys, this is Samantha, and welcome back to Murderous Intention. Get ready for this episode. It's a shocker. Hey guys, so today's gonna be a real like a short episode. Um, as this case, um, I heard about it and I went looking um, for details on it, and unfortunately, there's really not that much of like information. Like every news article that I read, um, basically says the same thing to one another. So there's not really much information to kind of like, oh, okay, I, I can build, you know, an hour episode. So this might be just like a little, you know, 15 to 30 minute kind of episode, just so that way you guys are aware. Um, I'm not trying to cheapskate you. This is just what I got from the episode. I mean, from the information. Um, also, ooh, I also wanted to say, side note. I'm so sorry that it took me so long to get you guys a, a new episode. Um, there's just been a lot of things going on, whether it's been kids getting sick, um, personal life issues going on. Um, so yeah, once again, I'm so sorry. Um, also, just to let you know, um, Anuel did come back from his vacation, um, and unfortunately, because we live in the upper region of North America, which you guys should know that. Um, <laughs> he, it got, you know, when you're you're in Puerto Rico, which is hot, um, and you come back in the fall, winter month, um, that quick change can affect you drastically. And unfortunately, he got sick so that's why you won't hear him in this episode as he is still recuperating um from that um if you guys want to you know send out your wishes um for his health you guys are more than welcome to drop some you know hearts or messages into our dm in, on instagram you know capital m capital i true cry podcast no, that that's that's our in our Twitter. Um, <laughs> okay, so Instagram is murderous intention underscore podcast. Um, so yeah, go ahead and drop a like there, or our DM wishing him best of health. Um, so if you're listening, I hope you do get better. So, but. Now on to our case. Um, so this one is a lot of people call it the Halloween candy killer. Um, I, I want to say I, I would call it the same way because that's what everybody that's the name that they gave this um, person. So we're just gonna go ahead with that, but. Our victim in this case 
uh, is Harley Lee Sterling. Now, Harley was born August 12, 2002, which makes him a Leo. Yay! Um, and he lived in Springfield, Ohio. Now, prior to his death, um, his dad had two years prior to his death. His dad was murdered. Um, and then they went off to him and his brother, Nicholas, went to live with their grandmother, Jonah, um, and her boyfriend, Victoria, Victorino, please, I'm sorry if I didn't say it right, okay, um, now you're probably saying, well, what, what about the mother, you know, where's the mother, so the mother was in and out of their lives, like, she just, Every article I saw, they just basically said she was just in and out of life. Um, the boys did take their dad's death hard. Um, some people, you know, it, it, it just, it's terrible. You know, you're, you're, you're 12 and you're 14 and, you know, the person who's been a consistent is murdered. And now you got to go live with grandma and grandma's boyfriend you know, the whole change of scenario of scene can be um, life-changing, sadly. So, now we're going to hop all the way up to the time of Harley's, um, the day of Harley's death. So, it was the night before Halloween. And, you know, the family, grandma and grandma's boyfriend, they decided let's do let's do a scary movie marathon you know prior to you guys going to bed and go to school tomorrow you know because um halloween fell on monday so what they did was you know we'll watch sunday um some scary movies have some candy and then you guys go to go ahead go off to bed you know likewise and whatnot so they're watching some Halloween movies. The boys are playing with the fake blood, eating candy. So grandma gave them um, some candy to share. And they, the boys kind of got into like a little discussion um, because apparently Harley had three candies and then Nick only had two at the moment and there was one left. And they got into like who should have it kind of situation. Um, and it's not really disclosed like what happened. You know, so everybody gets sent to bed when the movies was done. Um, Nicholas, um, I guess it was like his chore and he had to go and take out the dogs. Grandma had cameras, so she saw, okay, Jonah's letting the dogs out. I mean, not Jonah, grandma's name is Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Um, well, Nicholas is taking out the dogs. Um, so she's okay. Uh, he goes, he, he goes back into his room. He starts playing video games, listening to ICP, searching up some stuff on the internet. You know, the normal thing before a kid goes to finally go to bed, you know. So Harley actually goes to sleep. So the next morning, uh, Nicholas wakes up, goes and takes a shower, and on his way out of the shower, 
um, well, out of the bathroom. His grandma gets up and she's like, hey, tell Harley, you know, it's his turn. Go take a shower, get ready for school. So he goes and knocks on Harley's door. Knock, knock. Hey, Harley, get up. You got to take a bath. No answer. So he goes to go and open the door, you know, to like, I guess, like, you know, shake him, say, hey, wake up. You got to go to. Gotta go take a shower, get ready for school. Let's go. We gotta go. Um, the door is locked. Now they find that very weird. Like, no doors were ever locked in their house. Like, unless you know, only the the main entrance door. But like bedroom doors were not locked. Um. So what happened was, Nicholas goes to his grandma and says, "Grandma, his door's locked." Grandma goes and says, hmm. She goes, grabs her keys, unlocks the door, goes and opens it, sees that Harley's fully covered with his blanket, but um, there appears to be blood on the blanket. And so she figures it's that fake blood. So Grandma sees that, you know, his eyes are open, so she's, you know, automatically thinking, oh my god, this kid's gonna try to play a practical joke on me, he's gonna think he's funny, and he's not even funny, um, and she sees that his head is a little tilted backwards, and she goes, and so she nudges him and says, Harley, come on, wake up, you're not playing this game, wake up, but when she touches Harley, He's cold. Cold to the touch. Now you're probably saying, oh my gosh, she should have realized by the blood on the blankets, you know, he was dead. But remember what I said yet, what I said, the night before they were playing with fake blood. So, and even on her 911 call, she states it, you know, she had, he had, Fake blood on his face, his shoulders, his arms, you know. So in her mind, this fake blood has transferred on to the blanket. So when she calls, she's very calm. And I think it was it, like uh, the detectives and um, even I think it's because she probably had, you know, Nicholas next to her when she did that 911 call. And she stated, you know. I think my grandson evidently killed himself. You know, she's thinking he committed suicide. I don't know why, but he's done this. You know, maybe maybe the bear of the fact that two years ago he lost his dad was too much for him. You know? Um, so, there... You know, the ambulance is sent over and they have to go and give a statement to the cops, you know, and everybody's thinking, why did he do this? What could have happened? So the cops notice that the window was open and Nicholas even says, he's like, you know, in his interviews and to his grandmother that the window is open. The curtains are closed because they had peeping toms um, next door, but the window was open. 
Um, so sometimes Harley would leave the window open to let it get a little more cooler, but kept the the uh, the curtain closed. Um, so as they're going through the motion of giving everything, you know, giving the information of what happened. That's when detectives go and tell grandma the devastating news that Harley actually didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. And like any any grandma would say, how? How can this how how can he be murdered and I not hear a thing? You know? And they were like how do you not hear it? Um, so, you know, they're like, do you think your boyfriend could have done this? She says, no. They say, well, do you think your grandson, Nicholas, could have done it? I wouldn't think so. Now, my thing is, being a grandma, well, I'm not a grandma, but being a parent, I would hope my kids never would be ballsy enough, and it's not about ballsy, but have that that soulless motion to do that. You know, so when she says, "I wouldn't," I, I wouldn't think he would. That gives a scary vibe that maybe they need to sit down with Nicholas and then push a little further to him. So in Nicholas's um um interview or ter- interrogation, however you want to put it, he comes off as if he has um autism. Like some form of autism. And because he seems very childish, the way he talks, he explains things elaborately. He gives information that no one really asks for. You know, um, like in one part, he even says, you know, oh, um, I didn't sleep because I can't sleep. I, I have really bad dreams. Um, but I'm not going to tell you what my dreams were. And the the detective, because she knows this, he's probably having a little awkward moment, um, says, that's fine. You don't have to tell me your dreams. Which I'm, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to know your dreams like that. If you're telling me I, I don't need to know your dreams, it's got to be something. Either they're a little, you're having a little too much fun in your dreams or your dream is so scary. You know? So, in Nicholas's interview, he openly admits, you know, he, after they had, um, that they had an argument, um, about the candy, and he was a little upset because I, I apparently, from what it seems, it's like Harley got his way of getting that extra piece um, and, um, and it bothered him because, you know, now it basically seems like 
Harley had four pieces of the candy and Nicholas only had two pieces, which my kids would be just be like, okay, the next time we get candy, I'm getting an extra, you know, and that's how we solve it here. You know, it's like if one had extra, you know, then the next time that the other person, the next person would get an extra piece, you know, and everybody has that understanding. So I've solved that issue in my household. <laughs> Not happening. Um, but most of the time we give everybody the fair amount, the same amount. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and then he goes into the, so they're like, wait, something's not right. You are awake, listening to music, playing video games, and searching up stuff. You put a string around the cat's neck. Because the cat pissed on your on your um video games. But you didn't hear anything happening in the room next to yours. And he's like, No, I didn't hear anything. So then they um he states and this was like, it was where it became where it was very understanding to, it was very much of pointing towards him where he out of nowhere said that he had to go take a shower because he had fake blood on him and it got on his pants and it got on his shirt. So he had to go and take a shower. And this is around like five, around almost close to the time when grandma was about to wake up soon. Um, So they asked him like, where did you put this? He says in the trash. And then they also find out that the monitor catches Jonah going outside. He says, I was just letting the dogs out. So they're like, okay. But they find it that it's frequent. He's going out frequently. And then they realize, well, why is his window open? And he says, well, I like to close. I, I lock my windows. Harley tends to op- leave his open. You know? And they're they're just like, okay, this is like, what is going on? You know, um, eventually they finally get it to be where Nicholas admits that he was still so upset. And because, and he tries to also pin it on the game, um, of why he stayed upset because he was playing a violent game. So it kept him being upset at Harley. He was listening to ICP. So that kept him jolted with that anger you know rah 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 okay and I, I hate this case in scenarios because you know what my kids play Call of Duty my kids play a lot of hard you know games that I'm like oh oh don't do it you know and you hear them like boom 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 I'm a kid. and I'm like oh my god that's all I need. 
Um, you know, and my daughter listens to rock because she's just like me, you know. But I feel that just because you listen to something, just because you play something, does not entitle you to act the way that song says, to act the way that game plays. You know, you have control of who you are, you know. So, at the end of the day, he finally admits that he stood over his brother's bed with the bat in his hand. And then about five minutes later, pulled his courage up, lift the bat up, and slammed it against his brother's head. And he says, I, th- I think I hit him about 14 to 15 times, but I'm not sure I wasn't counting. And I'm like, oh, what? What? You shouldn't have hit him in the first place. It's candy. Grow up. Get over it. You know, but it is. It it, it happened and it's, it's scary. So to make matters worse, and you're like, how much worse can you get from that, Sam? He killed his younger brother. You know, he beat him, his head in with the bat. How can we get any worse? But we can so his brother's making gurgling sound from being hit several times on the head with a bat. Um, so he goes into the kitchen. Excuse me. He goes into the kitchen, grabs a knife, and stabs his brother in the throat in hopes to put him out of pain. And that's what I want to say. How, how is it that you stabbed him in the neck to put him out of pain? You know? To put him out of pain, you should have never done anything to him and he would not have been in any pain. You know? You should have went and stayed in your damn room. Okay? pain my ass you know um so after he stabbed his brother um and this is also how they figured out that it had to be somebody close because after he does this he covers his brother with the blanket so the blood that grandma thought was fake blood was actually harley's blood And you're probably like, oh my God, Sam, what the hell? What the seven heavens? Like, what? (laughs) Um, And he admitted to it. You know, he finally, you know, confessed to it. And after trying to lie when he was not really good at it, because you could tell, like, he was very fidgety. He was, like, not wanting to engage. um, Like, visually engage. And give that kind of like, I'm looking at you, respect kind of thing. Um, 
So after he confessed to this and that he he did throw the bat out into the woods, you know, he did put his clothes in the garbage. He did clean the knife up. Okay. And then hid it in his in a his gaming bag. Okay. And then after doing all that, he went to sleep and then went and took a shower and then realized, got up, realized, I got to go take a shower. Basically, keeping his schedule, you know, and it's just like, what the Sam, what, what the, what the, you know, um, and it was just, it is, it, in my view, it's just, it's crazy, you know, how, how do you do that? But he did, sadly. And, whew, sorry. So, also in the interrogation, you'll also see where he, the the cops and I don't think they did it for him. I think they did it for the the grandmother. You know, she just lost one grandchild. Um, they wanted to kind of like, I guess, have it where she can say goodbye to her other grandchild. And they're allowed to go in, and she gives him a hug, and she says, "You know, no matter what you did, I will be here for you." You know, and from what I I read, she was, you know, she is not that she was okay with what he did, but because she loved them both and because she, she has fond memories more than this one negative moment with her grandkids, um, with Nicholas, she still was going to be there for him. And I, I can understand that because even if my child does something that is like, what the fudge, um, I, as a mother, I, I feel like I cannot turn my back on my child. You know, I brought them in the world. Um, so I understood, I understood that part and I, I, I like my heart goes out to her cause that's gotta be the most difficult thing because you're, you want to be mad at him for doing what he did, but then you want to, you want to just hold him and say, Why? Why'd you do it? You know? And that's the thing is that in this case, they don't really think it was just about the candy. They feel that the candy is what set him off. It was like his final, and he just blew up. Um, but they think that there was more to it, but Nicholas is not talking any further about it um, from a lot of the articles I read. And then in 2018, he was sentenced to 15 to life in um, Ohio prison, 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 (laughs) prison. Um, And that is where he stays to this day. Sadly, he has to live with the fact that he can no longer call upon his brother and ask his brother you know, or give information to his brother, or be the bigger brother, because he took his brother away. And I think that's the biggest 
something he will have to live with as he grows up. Um, And that was actually this week's podcast. I did say it was going to be a short one. I'm sorry that it, it was a short one. So if you have any case that you guys want us to um, do, just, you know, email us at murderousintentions21 at gmail.com or you can go and Instagram us at murderousintention underscore 21 and then our Twitter, which we're not really using that much about Twitter, um, is M I True Cry Podcast. So, yeah, that was it. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I will see you guys real soon. Bye.